Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. What's first in our heart? And this verse says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Seek to understand what is seek. It means to aim or strive after. First, in order of time or sequence. Before I do anything else, first. What's going on, City Life? What is up? We are completing today our 21 days of prayer anywhere as we went through 21 psalms, and today will be the 21st psalm. So give it up for yourself. You made it this far. Come on, dream team in the room, you at home. And look, even if you didn't read a psalm, we're going to read another one today. So you'll at least get to check one in the box. This is how we do it. And before we go there for a minute, I first want to invite you in to what I believe will be supernatural. We did not come today to play church. God's spirit transcends location. It triumphs over any situation. The question I'll be asking us later is, who's fighting our battles? Us or are we letting the Lord? We'll be really encouraged by Psalm 21. Today is your day. Do not give up. You're hearing this for a reason You've maybe heard this, if you got a pulse, you got a purpose, we believe it. All right, before we dive into that, I'm going to run us through a few commercials real quick. So let me run you through commercial number one. Let's not have 21 days of prayer be the only time we pray. I'm not sure about you, but when, when I start my day with Jesus... It centers my life. It quickens my spirit. We created in 2020, when the pandemic hit, a thing called the health kit. I want to pull that up. This health kit is how we start the day, to know that I am loved to love. To write three things down I'm thankful for. If we're not thankful in the morning, who are we disrespecting? God. Today is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We remember, who are we? There's a bunch of lies that will be throughout our day, sure to meet us on the journey we will face, but let's not start out with the lies. Let's start out with the truth, who I am. I am a child of God because Jesus said so. So that's my worth. It then fuels my actions, which then my feelings will follow suit. To pray and to meditate, to be still. The last couple weeks, we've taken a moment to just pause for one minute. Getting God's word and worship. And then lastly, go out and love the city one life at a time. Now, 
if you and me make breakfast, and we use all the same ingredients, there's a good, there's a good chance that we're going to cook maybe in different order, grab the pan in a different way. You eat eggs, you might like them scrambled, over easy, someone already got grossed out, over medium, over hard, poached. You know, that's a thing. I figured that out as I got older. I like poached eggs. No matter how you cook your breakfast, you start to then learn and customize it. What fits you? This health kit is a reminder of some principles that you can apply that are timeless. But how long do you have to do it? Customize it. How much word do you have to read? Customize it. Learn more about God. It's an invitation with the maker of the universe. So that is a little commercial for the health kit to not let the 21 days of prayer end in January. Come on, somebody. Like, for real. Come on, somebody. That means when you wake up tomorrow morning, God has an appointment first with you. So what time you got to get to work? How about we uh, get up a little bit earlier and say, Jesus, I'm yours. I read every day. I humble myself before you, Lord. Why? Because I need to be reminded. I want to go tackle the day with my own power. And then next week, another commercial we have coming up is we will be talking about first with your talents. How do I have purpose in my life? And then the following, looking at the treasures that we have in this world. What do we do with resources? Uh, I'm convinced that there's not um, any other thing that can take us off track more than who we're dating or in relationship with, how we view relationships with, and then how we view resources and money. So we got to get some good basic principles of how to first engage in those areas. Well, good news. Right around the corner is Valentine's Day. Thank you, Hallmark Holidays. Useless reasons to go buy cards and spend money. You know what I mean? To tell somebody they're important. You know, try to give me pressure. Don't be telling me when I got to talk about love. But here's the thing. You can't put me in a box. All right, we'll leverage that. We'll talk about God's love and the theology of love and what it means in relationships. We're also going to get super messy. It's going to get funny. We're going to talk about money first, too. So that's what's coming up in the next couple weeks. All right. We have a promo here because something special has been cooking in the kitchen for breakfast. Oh, you better see it. We don't see with our sight. We see beyond what we see. And that's coming up February 21st. Check this promo out. Vision, vision, vision. Vision, vision. It's the ability to see beyond what you see. One more commercial. All right, drum roll, please. Come on, dream team in the room. Come on, we got something special. The worship team's been working real hard. We want to make sure that when you go work out, you got something going on your ears. When we want to make sure when you're in the car, you got something, you're at the bus stop, you got some jams that's customized for the 517, that's customized for our Jerusalem, Lansing, the cap city of Michigan. Check it out. Come on, listen to Torian. We're about to drop this. 2020 was a deep year, but God is the one who gets the banner over it. New seasons need new songs for our soul. That being said, we have a gift just for you. We dropped the Freedom EP. These are songs that we recorded during the Freedom series. Out of the broken, you are holy, you're worthy. Different but same grace. Every nation, every tribe, gathered around them, you hearing it?
also have two new singles, The Kid City Anthem and Free. I know, right? It's the moment we've all been waiting for. And they're all available on iTunes, Spotify, and even free on SoundCloud. To get these songs, click on the link below. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go get that. I'm an Apple Music head. Shout out to the Spotify users. Uh, wherever your song of choice, I think it's even on SoundCloud, but it's the trifecta, the original Steph Curry uh, is Jesus, you know, he's got the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the community, the triune God, so we dropped a three-pack, we got a three-piece for you, not and a soda, sorry Jorge Masvidal, but what we got is the Freedom EP, we got the free song, why they're separate, I don't know, we'll ask us on another day, because they, they just need to stand alone, and then lastly, Kid City, where you at, right here! Uh, yes. All right. As we're going to complete Psalm 21, I'm going to have Devin come up and read in just a moment that Psalm to kind of be ginger for us in this moment. Devin is a ginger as well, you know, and to be ginger in this moment, because sometimes when you're eating sushi, you got to clean your palate and you've been listening to me for a little bit. I want to switch gears. I want to switch energy and I want to really go low and get in the Psalms because Psalms have the power of praise and prayers, and they're timeless. For thousands of years, they've been encouraging God's people. When we pray, sometimes we feel like God doesn't hear us. And why do we feel like God doesn't hear us? You know why? Because our circumstances don't always change, do they? Prayer doesn't always change our circumstances, but it always changes us. It's very important. But prayer also does change things. Prayer shows us our trust. Prayer shows that we are dependent. Prayer shows us that we are desperate. I can't do this. God, I need you. Prayers also show that we are urgent. The prayer guide will be on our website if you want to revisit it later. Tips on how to pray. Jesus teaches us how to pray in Matthew 6. We have a God that knows what we need before we even ask him. How cool is that? But like a good parent, doesn't always give us what we want, but gives us always what we need. And in the prayer guide, I also included an answer prayer that somebody had, uh, a classmate of mine that prayed for me in my childhood, and I didn't even know about it. And you can read that story on there. It's quite powerful and it's impacted our life. Devin, will you come up here and read um, Psalm 21 as we all can look at the screen and read this together along with Devin. For sure. Psalm 21, the king's victory. Lord, the king finds joy in your strength, how greatly he rejoices in your victory. You have given him his heart's desire and have not denied him the request of his lips, Selah. For you meet him with rich blessings. You placed a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your victory. You confer majesty and splendor on him. You give him blessings forever. You cheer him with joy in your presence for the king relies on the Lord through the faithful love of the most high. He is not shaken. Your hand will capture all your enemies. Your right hand will seize those who hate you. You will make them burn like a fiery furnace when you appear. The Lord will engulf them in his wrath and fire will devour them. You will wipe their progeny from the earth and their offspring from the human race. 
Though they intend to harm you and devise a wicked plan, they will not prevail. Instead, you will put them to flight. When you ready your bowstrings to shoot at them, be exalted, Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your might. Thank you, Devin. It's awesome. God's word is, oh man, calls my spirit to attention. Let's go through this. Let's spend some time in Psalm 21. Time in Psalm 21. Right out the gate, Lord, the king, here's David writing, the king finds joy in your strength, how greatly he rejoices in your victory. You think of a king for a moment. Kings are powerful, y'all. In fact, most rulers I see in the world, most people who lead things, they don't drip with humility. They don't come through dripping with meekness. But here is so fitting to end our 21 days of prayer. David talking about an answer to prayer. But to, to put the spotlight not on the king's position or power, but to put it on the real king to say, okay, this king finds joy in your strength, how greatly he rejoices in your victory. There's been a proverb that has shaped my thinking. And it's 2131, and it says, a horse is prepared for the day of battle. All right, I think we can all relate with this. If you've got some planners in the room or we work really hard at home, you work, might be working hard. You know what it's like to be on your grind. No days off, hashtag new year, new you. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna get, if, 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 if I don't make it happen, who will? And you know, and, uh, and God only helps those who help himself. You know what? Just don't get it twisted, but that's just not Jesus because we prepare the horse for the day of battle, but victory comes from the Lord. I'm not sweet, you're not sweet. At the end of the day, if God doesn't breathe life into it, it is just in vain. That's home, that's, that is, that's hard. But so sweet, come on, so sweet. Because it shows the connection that we uh, prepare, we get our house in order, we get our lives in order, but we need victory to come from God. And that's exactly what's happening out the gate, finding joy in God's strength and how greatly to rejoice in his victory. A question to ask us, here's a question. Who is fighting your battles? Be real, you or God, who's fighting them? I don't know your battles, but God does. And like a good parent, he wants to fight them. You don't have to. He wants to make a better way. We, we kind of rush throughout. We kind of rush and we get ourselves and we're like, oh, well, I'll put our war paint on. I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. And, and a lot of adults I meet, and, and this can happen to any of us if we don't calibrate often. I've had to calibrate often because I've seen this, this adult grow up and I've seen this adult respond. And a lot of the adults I, I, I meet, what happens is pain has happened, disappointment has happened. And so finally, I've got to do me. And if I don't do me, then no one else will. And I got to get mine and I got to do it. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. I don't have to be teachable anymore because life has dealt me a hard hand. And so then what we do is we kind of stiff arm God. We might keep him in our pocket. We might put him on as a badge. But to really surrender and say, God, take my whole life requires humility of a child because we're not going to always get the results we want. 
We're not going to always get an answer to prayer, even though he does answer prayer, but is he still worth our praise in spite of whatever will happen in 2021? Because a lot of times we'll, 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 we'll not uh, surrender to God's path because of how much of the enemy has done the damage he's done in our life. It, it just happens, and it happens so quick, and it happens so subtle. Oh, there was that movie back in the day, Grumpy Old Men? Like if, 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 uh, I don't know, but the older I get, the more grumpier it seems I want to get. Somebody's going to get it because I've had to endure this nonsense for a long time. And you can see why the old heads are like, dude, these young bucks and this is happening and here's how I want to vote and this is what's going on and mad and mad and mad and mad. And like, be, no, the Lord wants us to be soft, soft, soft. Who's fighting our battles? Verse two in Psalm 21. You have given, this is so cool. There was prayer, 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 prayer. And in answer to prayer, you have given him his heart's desire and have not denied the request of his lips. This is very similar to Psalm 37.4, which is an answer to prayer. But if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. And what happens when we spend time with the Lord our desires change. I know we come to the Lord with like ultimatums. Okay, God, here's what I need you to do. I bought a mega million ticket. See, I'm really, that's when I'll bless the church. I'm really gonna help my family. Or, hey, God, I really like, I like her a lot and I'd really like to be in relationship. So if you could make that happen, I'll kind of serve you. Hey, God, I caught a case. I'm really in trouble on this one. God, I'll really and we come in, instead of saying, you know what? I delight myself in the Lord. And as I delight myself in him, the only one who has conquered the grave, we find out that our hearts start to change and he gives us new desires. A quote that early impacted me when my life was radically transformed. Living a life of basically the me show, but when I switched it at 22 to the he show, all about him, I heard a quote early on. It says, when you give up what you think you deserve, God will give you more than you dreamed of. Hashtag 18 years later, truth. Hands down. Hands down. Every time. I don't even know why I held on to anything. And every time I just said, hey, yes, Lord, I kept signing me up. He keep taking me places. And I know life's been hard and it's hard to say yes, Lord, but, but, but don't stop. God is with you. There's no shame. There's no mistakes. There's no issues that won't stop. God's love and his restoration plan for you. Answered prayer continues in verse three. Look, uh, for you meet him with rich blessings. But if you remember in some of the Psalms we read earlier, there was times of hardship. So not all Psalms, there's Psalms that are lamenting, just straight grieving. But it's really neat to see that there's Psalms as well, that God blesses his people. That God blesses his people. You meet him with rich blessings. You place a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life and you gave it to him. Length of days, forever and ever. And what that's mean is you're blessing my life, but you're also blessing my eternal life. So my life today is blessed because of who's in charge and my life forever is blessed because of who's in charge. This is so contrary to what we learned in the street. This is so contrary to what we learned in the schools, in our job, and you name it. This is the humility of the Lord. 
And then skipping down to verse 11. Though they intend to harm you, if you notice, there's this posture that says, the real battle's against you, God. And my real strength and my victory and my blessings came from you, God. And so everything has its first proper order. They intend to harm you and devise a wicked plan. They will not prevail. Why this is so good, pause for a moment. Because it looks like darkness is prevailing. Just just call it what it is. It looks like it is. You turn on the news, it looks like they're winning. I talk to Christians, they start telling me about all the darkness is doing. All the time. All the time. I talk to so many Christians that tell me what the enemy's doing. I'm like, dog, do you know what goes on in my mind? There's already a battle. I don't want to hear about how dark it is. When it's dark, you find a light and turn on the light. Turn on the light. I want to hear about what good is going on. Is there someone that's still loving in the midst of a war zone? Is there someone that's still willing to love a kid when no one else wants to? Is there someone that's saying, hey, I'll adopt that baby? Is there someone that's saying, I'll go into that neighborhood? It doesn't matter how violent it is. Woo, this is why first, if we don't have our hearts right, everybody wants to say they want to talk a big game, but it starts in our prayer closet. And it comes out of us so quick. Watch something else happen on the news. Watch how quick our root system's gone. In one second, it happens so quick. I don't know about you, but I'm done with it, dude. I'm done with it. There's only one I bow to, and it's Jesus. And his kingdom is awesome. And he has the power to overcome any darkness this world has ever seen and will ever see ever see. Well, you know, pastor, it could get a lot worse before it gets better. Dude, what, what, last I checked, whoever wants to keep their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life will find it. Last I checked, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Are we speaking faith to ourselves and our friends or are we co-signing on death? Verse 13, be exalted, Lord, in your strength. I like it because it's reminding, hey, your strength, you got this, God. When I'm feeling anxiety, you got this, God. When I'm not sure what tomorrow will bring, you got this, God. It's never a fun thing to consider all of the darkness in the world as a parent. It's one thing to go on it for yourself. And I know parents in the room, you can relate to this. And even if you're not a parent, you can still relate to it because you could think if you were a parent, how would you feel? Well, guess what? God feels that way about 7 billion people. And we don't understand his timeline. I know we always want it to happen in our lifetime. This is a fundamental mistake we all make. But the Moses factor, Moses didn't even get to go to the promised land, but God's people still got to go. Is it possible that God's plan is even bigger than our own generation? But yet there's a level of responsibility and ownership that says my generation counts and my generation matters. So I'm going to grab the plow. I'm going to keep my hands to this and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to be with people that when I'm down, they hold me, they pick me up and they say, look forward. Come on, we can do this. Let's stir one another up. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. Come here. And we call out identity in each other and we get back up and be exalted, Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your might. That's why I can come into a worship service with a whole bunch of problems and trying to figure them out or a whole bunch of prayers and my mind's moving and then just start singing the song and I'm like, I thank God, I don't even have to sing in key. I try to stand closer to the speakers because if I stand closer to the speakers, you can't hear me, you know. But, but, but I, I, even those in the room, you know, it's cool, but you must have a little quiet devotional time, which is fine. Like, 
We don't sing that loud, right? We got to start getting your own voice. Just start to learn it. What does it look like? I don't care if there's three people in the room. It's just us. Let's just praise, right? If it's just us, just, just praise. And, and each one's got to find their, everyone's got a different kind of pr- prayer posture or a praise posture. We all got a different one. You know, we, sometimes we get the forced one. You, you know, you see it on Christian stage. It's like, all right, um, okay, instantly hands raised. Or you see, okay, hold candle, right? Or you see, okay, what do I do? Lord, I love you. And um, it's like a salute or something. And then you see someone's, you know, looking around. Because we're all, you know, we all get a little intimidated. And then we all kind of, you know, sing in the shower. You might dance alone like David and you're just doing this thing. But, 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 but doesn't something powerful happen in worship? Even if you're silent or even if you're loud or whatever it is, something starts to powerful happen because we're singing about God's strength and we're praising his might. There's that song that says, you know, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. That is so annoying song for me. You might love it. Super annoying for me. This is how I fight my battles. You know what I mean? It just doesn't get it for me. I'm like, that's not how I fight my battles. And especially, we don't even think of this, but church culture is pretty feminine. And shout out to being feminine. That's awesome. But you start taking some dudes that are playing football every single day or out there, you know, dealing, moving, listening to rap, Tupac every day, and then they just walk in. They're like, this is how I fight my back. You know, they can't really translate. But once you get in it, you start to realize, oh, I make sense. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. So when I lift my hands, it's not even to, to show a sign. It's to remind me of who's in charge. That's why I lift my hands. So when you go to a church, you're like, I don't know if I lift hands. That's a little too emotional or whatever, or they're trying to fabricate the spirit. I'm like, dude, I don't know about you, but the world did everything to grab my emotions. I'm going to do everything to give my emotions to the one who made them. That's it. I'm going to give every, do everything possible to say, man, God, this is how I fight my battles. And now I like that song. Shout out to whoever sings it. Is that even the name of it? Oh, man, I hope if they watch this one day, thanks for writing that. I think it even says when I'm surrounded by, in the presence of my enemies. It's weird singing that at church because I'm like, I'm not in the presence of my enemies. I mean, figuratively, spiritually, I hope I'm not in the presence of my enemies. That'd be super weird. Like, we need to talk after service. You know, like, I thought we're brothers and sisters. What in the world? Now, were we always going to get along? Nope. Are we always going to agree? Of course not. What family you been in? But just like you can't choose your family, you don't get to choose your spiritual family. Sorry, that's why you can't do this Lone Ranger Jesus thing. I got God, but I don't want the church. Ah, It's his pride, y'all. Like, sorry, let's do this thing. Let's do it together. This is how we fight our battles. The closest distance to victory is my knees to the floor. That's what I want us to hear after 21 days of prayer. When we are faced with challenges this year, the closest distance to victory is God saying, I can't do it. I can't. And it starts to get so hard and heavy because a life surrendered will have to surrender all the time. It's not a one-time moment. You can't graduate faith. You're going to have to keep surrendering. There'll be a new battle. There'll be a new battle. But today is the day the Lord has made. God of the daily bread. His mercies are new every morning. That's how we fight our battles. You know, it's interesting, because if you were to think of yourself like an animal, I don't know what animal you'd pick. But uh, I was listening this week, and they said there's no country that has the, 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 um, the sh- a sheep as their symbol. Like, our country identifies with the sheep. 
were sheep. If honestly, that, that country would probably already be wiped off the map. You know? Eagles, the bears, the lions. Heck, every animal. Let's go get them sheep. You know, let's kind of check it in. It's ours. This whole place is ours. But it's interesting that throughout all of Scripture, you know what God compares us to as animals? Sheep, weak, frail, unable to lead themselves, need a shepherd, can't even find food on their own, need a guide. Frail. Because God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. If you look for what's obvious, it's very hard to find God. But if you look for what's hidden, he's everywhere. You look for weakness. You look for people that are fighting their battles that can't be seen publicly. They can only be found privately. Yeah. You start to see there's more good news. There's more light than any darkness this world will ever, ever put on display. And through 2021, I'm not naive to think that who knows what this year will bring. I know what for sure it will bring is a lot of unknown. But we know the one who wins it all, won it all. And I want to read us before we close, um, and we're going to worship together, because this is how we're going to fight our battles, right? We're going to say nothing else in just a moment, but Romans 8 is a powerful chapter. And this chapter, I want to give us context in our spirit. It says, for no matter what you're suffering, it says today, uh, I believe Romans 8 is speaking to us. It says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's Son to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in the hope that the creation itself, verse 21, for the creation that, that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into, you drop the freedom EP? Yeah. The whole bondage, the, the, the sufferings we see in this world, the injustices, the racism, the economic gap, the cultural differences, the insecurities we face and we feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to nonstop until he comes back, be dealing with it all. But one day, all this bondage we see, to decay into glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. I mean, <laughs> labor pains, right? <laughs> Someone's like, did he just do that? Shout out to Crystal. Uh, three, three births without any pain meds. Uh, she'll tell you she's just too scared of a needle and... That led her faith to go on extra level, so much so that she's just like, I'll take it. I'm like, wait, what? Babe, I sometimes can't even like, like poke you in the arm and you're like, ah, my pain tolerance. But yet somehow, you know, <laughs> making it happen. She's probably mad at me right now doing this, but that's okay. And then, you know, uh, and then with the twins, you can't, you know, we didn't have the tw- C-section, all that. Labor pains are real. That's what I'm saying. All of creation's feeling labor pains. So all the issues you feel in the world, it's labor pains. These are, this is what's happening. Not only that, but we ourselves have the Spirit as the first, 
What series are we in? First fruits. We also have grown within ourselves. This is why we feel the pain in the world. We have groans within ourselves, eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Verse 24, it says, Now in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen, it's not hope. Because who hopes for what he sees? Now if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. Think of that. Think of that picture for a moment. Eagerly wait for God to deal with all of the wrong in this world. Yeah. This is how we fight our battles. But in the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Our weakness. Because we do not know what to pray. This is cool because tomorrow you might not know what to pray. The psalm, the email won't show up at 5 in the morning. I don't know what to pray. I'm not sure what, what do I pray? We don't know as we pray what we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. This is me when even we don't have the words, we're just letting the Spirit just, oh, Oh, God, please, oh, help. The Spirit's praying, the Holy Spirit. Because verse 28, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Even the bad, yeah, all things. Who are called according to his purpose. Skip down to verse 31. This is how we got to speak over each other. What then are we to say about these things going on in the world? What are we supposed to say about the darkness? (laughs) If God is for us, who is against us? Drop the mic. We fight differently, friends. So the question I asked you earlier, the question I ask again right now, Who is fighting your battles? You or God? And I want to invite you in this moment to say, you know what? There's a lot of junk going on, not only out there, but in here. A lot of battles that we're carrying. Relational battles, financial battles, health battles. But I believe there's something so powerful when we say, hey, God, I don't want anything else but you. But why? Because we were dead in sin. And God so loved us that he sent Jesus. To offer us life. If you haven't ever come home and he responded to God's love I think now's your moment and you can be like hey God I'm sorry forgive me of my sin I feel you calling me back home I surrender I lose my life for you Jesus I want all of you I want nothing else I just want you and when you pray that however in your own words instantly God makes you a new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. You won't be perfect. It'll be difficult along the way, but you'll have a permanent Lord and Savior to be with you on that journey, fighting your battles, answering prayer, 
Let's sing this song together as a way of an exclamation point for these 21 days of prayer anywhere throughout the Psalms. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.